Hello, good morning, good afternoon. This whole intro thing's getting old. You can only say like, hey, so many times, you know? Uh, what's up? <laughs> Nashcast, episode five. I sit down with one of my favorite people on planet Earth, uh, Tommy Fleming. He's been a friend of mine since we were 14. We met at this, uh, this school we went to. Uh, we just, our, our friendship blossomed and, and we've been best buds ever since. We've gone through ups and downs, changes. It's, uh, it's one of the best friendships and something I value the most in my life. He's a really introspective guy. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of, a lot of random, random shit today. Uh, we talked about White Claws, um, legal weed. When is it okay to start hanging out with people again? Face masks. He's that dude that before I started a podcast, we would have these hour and a half long conversations on the phone. And before I hang up, I'm always like, hey, we just did a podcast. And he looks at his phone. And he's like, fuck, yeah, we really did just do a podcast. So it, it was really cool to finally actually sit down and do a podcast. So with that, I'll turn it over to the episode. As always, thank you for watching. Hey, there hey. it is. So, w what's the best flavor of the White Claw? Honestly, they all taste the same to me. Of course I they not. do. <laughs> of course they do. I haven't had like I haven't had one where it tastes any different than the other. I'm sure, like if you if I really put some thought into it, I'm sure they taste different. But they're good. Like they're fruity, and they're like low sugar too. Like and there's no there's no bullshit in here. It's like two grams of sugar, and there's like um there's like no sucralose, no bullshit in here. I'm not even trying to be a hater, but if, if I could... Sounds like, sounds like something a hater would say before they start hating. Absolutely, and here it comes. It's one of those things where <laughs> you could totally encompass, like, new age if it was into a taste. It's, it's, I just picture it being every flavor of White Claw. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what this is? This is, this is Smirnoff Ice. This is the new right. generation Smirnoff right. Ice. Yeah, I see it. But I fuck with it because it's better in literally every way. Yes. There's, there's, the, there's again, no... Not hard to beat, though. Let's... That's fair, but like, it, it, and Smirnoff Ice had this really fun culture around it to where it tasted good. You didn't really care about sugar at the time. And, right, right. And, and then they, they became icing people. Icing people? So icing someone was the funnest thing to ever do. It's still, to me, the funnest thing to do. And what, I don't, I've only done it like that? three times. You don't know what icing no, is? No, I don't have a clue. Oh, I'm so excited. So what you do is you would take a Smirnoff Ice and you would just like hide it somewhere that you know one of your friends is going to find it. Okay. And okay. the second they find a Smirnoff ice in some precarious position, some sort of area hidden in their place, they uh -huh. have to get on one knee and drink that entire Smirnoff ice. So, so is there a limit to how many times you can ice someone in a day? Or? I mean, I, it's more of like an etiquette type of thing. Like, don't get your dude fucked <laughs> up on a Tuesday. I mean, but cause, like, because I'm just saying, it just makes me want to immediately take advantage of this rule. <laughs> I just want to buy the biggest thing of Smirnoff Ice I can yeah. and just plant them in obvious places. Right. Well, yeah, and you can't just, like, break, like put a six-pack in somebody's fucking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just put it right in the fridge. They just open it up and there's the six-pack. You look nice, Fucking ice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It's it's a delicate game because it can be ruined very easily. So when it works, so when it works and everyone involved is agreeable to the situation and it's and it's a good enough balance of a situation for that to warrant being okay to happen it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing so like what i used to do with um i did with my friend forrest is i would put one like in the cupboard and like you said i kind of taking advantage of it a little bit i put yeah. it in the cupboard and he'd be like 
I'd be like, hey, man, uh, I think your cereal's got, like, some weird, I, I, I think there's, like, a hole in it. Do you have mice or something? And he'd be like, no, dude, I don't have mice. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you have mice. Uh, like, I don't have fucking mice. And he would go and he goes and open it up. And it's there. And I was like, bam, motherfucker. <laughs> Iced. God damn it. God damn it. I, I'm, I hate that I had to drink all the Smirnoff ices without even knowing the best part of what a Smirnoff ice brings, you're, which is this game. You're 65 years old. I can't believe dude. I can't believe you didn't know what Smirnoff icing was. I can't believe I had to literally show you, like, explain to you how Google works. Yes. Yes, dude. I, I don't know what the issue is. It's something about technology and me that has just never clicked. Yeah. And I just don't know. If, you know see, but then as a kid, I, I always got into video games naturally. So it's like there's, there's a, a little bit of in the growing up process where I've just slowly pushed it away more and more. Yeah. But it's also the fact that I was never like naturally good at it also. I feel like I was never like, like want, want to just pick up on computer skills really fast. Yeah. Dude, I was fascinated by computers from like a super yeah. early age. I, and not even that I've had, I'm, I'm still not good with computers. You know what I mean? Like I know you definitely, I know wow. you see me as like the primary computer person if you have a problem, but that's just because I'm the one that knows the most about it. But it's, that's, it's not, if, if you talk to a real computer expert, it's like how people think I'm a hipster. If, if they think I'm a hipster, it's because they've never really experienced a true hipster. Right. It's like, yeah, I make, I make kombucha in my living room. Or in my, in my, in, I keep it in my cabinet of my kitchen, but like the, 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 the vegan or not vegans, the, um, the hipsters would totally say that I'm not a fucking hipster, but then anybody outside of that hipster that, that has nothing to do and doesn't really experience hipsters on a day to day basis, they truly believe with all their heart that I'm a hipster. I hear that. I hear that. I think that the technology argument's a little bit different though, because there's you, you spend, you know, your full-time job is dealing with the computer constantly. So I don't feel like you give yourself enough credit for like how much time you spend with it and how much um, more capable than you are than the average person is. Yes, I definitely am. Uh, I definitely have learned a lot over the past couple of years. But what people don't really understand, like people think like, oh, you work for a company that has to do with online. Like you work with, do you work in IT? Like you work in IT. Right, right. And, and it's like, no, I don't work in IT. Like I'm, I'm a specialist in one software <laughs> or like two, I'm a specialist <laughs> yeah. in like two, two pieces of software that are loaded onto a computer. And then I could do like basic troubleshooting. Like, like I know certain things of like, Hey, if it's not working, just try restart your PC or your, your anything Just restart it. Just turn it off, turn it back on. And like a lot of the times it just works. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> It's so strange. I'm sure I, I'm sure I overcomplicated it for myself a lot. It's like, I just don't know how to, how to fully commit to embracing and trying to get good at technology whenever I don't have like a natural drive that I enjoy it at all. I, like you were saying that you, you've always had kind of a fascination with computers and stuff without that drive. I feel like it's a little bit tougher for me. Like if I had a job that I was wanting that really had to do with this, then maybe I could see pursuing it and kind of going through the grind of learning all the steps. But it's, it's really tough for me to, uh, to commit to doing that, even though if I think it might be necessary, especially thinking of where the future's going and everything. So it's, it's one of those things that I just keep pushing to the side, like, ah, I'll deal with that tomorrow. I'll deal with that tomorrow. You're going to be that, you're going to be that old man. Oh, geez. It, it, but you know, the thing is, when it comes to technology, people have, some of it's complicated. A lot of it is very complicated, especially when you, try to understand like why Google, why, why you want to log into Google for everything and why like it, it wants you to log into Google for certain things. Um, and that's kind of scary too, because I'm definitely giving up a lot for convenience. A lot of that I probably don't even understand. Uh, I don't even know how I, ha I honestly have no idea how 
I got my credit card information saved on Google. But like I started buying something once and they were like, oh, do you want to use your, your Capital One card ending in blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but how do you know that? And, and, and so you, I'm like, okay. So I clicked, okay. And then all my shit populated and I was like, Whoa, my God. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, this is cool, but this is also concerning. And then at the top, a little drop down comes and it's like, uh, Oh, uh, just put in the CV number on the back of your card and you'll be good to go. So I'm like, okay. So I, I put in, I put in the code, the number and then it just clicks the button and goes, okay, you're good. And I was really confused. I was like, I don't even remember giving you my credit card info. Like, maybe I put it in on a particular website, and I wasn't paying attention. It was like, would you like to save the credit card information to Google? Right. And I was right. like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, okay. And, and that was probably what happened. But, like, and I'm pretty technologically savvy. If, if if I can accidentally do that, I can only imagine the shit you could accidentally do. Now, I do feel like, I feel like, old, especially the older generation, but, like, some people just tend to accidentally put blinders on themselves and be so overwhelmed by what they might be seeing that if they were to just take a step back and just look at what's going on on the screen, it's actually not as complicated as you realize. Mm-hmm. And you just have to look for things. Like, for our particular platform, they they log in and they get overwhelmed because there's, like, a bunch of things. But, like, if you just, like, look at one portion at a time, you're like, oh, okay. Okay, this the, the slides are here. Oh, there's a little help button if I need help. Oh, there's a little chat. And oh, it says private chat. Okay, so that's probably just for us. So like, oh, okay, this is, this is pretty easy. But, like... Anybody who has to deal with technology, they they, they just get so f- such high anxiety on anything I think new, uh, right? And and it gets really abrasive for them, especially especially. Did I just? Did you see that? No, I didn't. I, I I swear to God, while I was talking, I literally just like created a bubble with my spit. Wow, that was the weirdest shit I've ever seen. No, I completely missed it. I've never done that before. Wow. Sorry, that's that was the weirdest shit I've ever seen. No, it's okay. It's okay. That was completely worth derailing your talk. That was perfect. <laughs> I've never done, I've never made a, like a bubble that actually came out of my mouth in my spit before. I'm sorry. No, it's great. But the thing, the thing is, what are we talking about again? I've already lost track. You you were talking about technology and how people kind of put blinders on themselves. Right, right. So so they'll come in and they will completely have no idea what they're doing. When in reality, it's much easier than they realize. Mm-hmm. But, but they get almost scared when they see it because it's something new. And especially with what's going on right now, and it's, it's especially like, um, you know, for me working in online meetings and a lot of people working in the professional industry, uh, you know, they're, they're always having meetings. Uh, or, or people that are doing conferences, like medical conferences. Like there are conferences that happen like every weekend where there are like people who fly over to do, do talks, um, people who have panels that get together and discuss things. And now since this whole COVID thing for the past three-ish months, they've only been able to do this online. So on top of the impending situation that we're not really sure about yet, that we've kind of got a better grasp on, but we still don't know what the future holds for us, um, not only economically, but also just in our well-being. Yeah. But now their job is different, what they've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. It has their their process, what they're used to doing every single day. We're creatures of habit, so we will go into work. We get our morning Joe, and we do we do our stuff. Th- we do our stuff. Yeah. And now it's completely changed, and now they're doing something new that they're not used to doing something new because they've been doing the same goddamn thing for years that they're so used to. That I think they get this new level of anxiety they probably haven't felt since they first got out of college and started this new job. Right. And I don't think a lot of people are handling it well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I don't feel like, I feel like there are certain people that don't handle it well, and 
it's difficult too because it depends on where you're at because where where I'm at in Weatherford it's like dude you you do not need to know a lot of this stuff it's like there's a lot of things that you can go without in your day-to-day and never be affected by this like even with the whole COVID stuff that's going on it's like people there are acting in my opinion like way too casually about it and and it's weird it's it's one of those things where it's it's like whenever you you live in a big city it's like certain scenarios that happen like in the city and around the city it makes it like more and more prevalent to be good at those types of things where it's like when you're in Weatherford and if you're not like I said doing a job or something that that needs that kind of thing it's you you kind of don't really have a need for it unless you're just wanting to do it for enjoyment it's just for context Weatherford being a pretty small town like how, how what do you think the population is now because I remember when I because like, you know we, we grew up here we grew up there rather um it was like 50,000 or Parker County like the actual county was like 50,000 yeah. which does, it seems like a lot of people but it's not because because the county's huge yeah yeah I think and and I mean it's blown like that's it blowing up it too. may have doubled yeah I mean 50,000 seems like an overshot even like I feel like there's there's still a population of Weatherford sign which I'm sure is completely out of date but it still says 28,000 Jeez, so, really 28,000 yeah, I forgot about that I mean that had to be put up you know probably almost five or six years ago at, at least if not a decade yeah, yeah. but it's it still couldn't have gone that that much up I think I think it's still probably 30 40,000 you think it's under 50 yeah I, I would say so it's there's a lot of people in comparison to what it used to be and especially you can tell traffic on the main roads but but for the most part you can tell it's still really small well yeah and that's just a byproduct of of not not being able to construct the roadways in anticipation for the growth right 100 percent. and and they're still like i haven't been able to keep up with it and they probably never will and the the what was it what was it like whenever it was like full lockdown because i know obviously you you ended up quitting your job because they weren't taking the precautions that you wanted. And, right. and, and they didn't, you know, they weren't even, they weren't even providing like masks or anything, right? Like masks or gloves. I mean, you had your little gloves, but like. So they get this, they get this email from corporate. I worked at, um, at Jimmy John's. And so they get this email from corporate that says like all these things you have to do mandatory. And I promise you they, they did not follow 70% of that. It really? was like, yeah, they were doing, they were doing some things. Can you list off like what, what, at oh, least the, the kind of like a, like a summary? Right, right. It's, I, I know, I know that they were supposed to do things for drivers. They were supposed to promote like, like delivery drivers. Yeah. yeah. Pe- okay. pe- people getting delivery drivers and doing deliveries. And it was, you were supposed to have the masks and gloves and all the stuff. You're supposed to have sanitizer in the store. Like right whenever you come back to sanitize and all that, just all these different things. Like, and of course, even just simple stuff like, you know, just having bleach in the store to just clean the floors. It's like, so not only were they not doing the, the new protocol, but it's like the old cleaning that we should have been doing didn't even get stepped up at all. So it's like, it's, and, and you also have the situation where I was, I was in favor of closing the lobby for a couple of weeks before it ended up being mandatory for Texas to close lobbies for restaurants. Which is what we, they were already doing this in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. In they Austin, were, Texas, we were already closed. Yeah. And, and I was, I was trying to explain that to everyone and it was, cause you got the man on the inside, you got me. So you're like, Hey, like in other <laughs> cities they're they're closing stuff down. Like I know we're less populated than them, but maybe it's just good to take like the precautions and like close the lobby. And it's like our most, most, I would, I would argue that most of the sales are done through the driveway and delivery anyways. I mean, I wouldn't say all of them, but I would say 
60, yeah. 60%. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. It's We really don't have that many people coming into the lobby. It's it's not that, that big of a thing for us at our specific location. So it, it, it seemed feasible for me to do it. And the fact that they weren't willing to, to step up and kind of protect their employees, not only in the ways that they were supposed to, but in the ways that the employees were suggesting, made it where it, it just felt like, okay, you you really don't care about us and you're proving it. It's like, we always suspected it, you know, because of where we're working and everything. We yeah. kind of assume that how it goes and it's a doggy dog kind of world out there. So it's like, but whenever they really prove it to you, it, it was just like a slap in the face to me. And I was just like, you know what? It's, it's, it's not worth it for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And, and so they didn't have bleach like beforehand, like I understand like afterwards, like while it was going on, it was probably near impossible to get bleach. But like, right. did they, did you guys not keep bleach? Just like, well, what did you use for cleaning supplies? Oh my gosh. It was just, you know, it really whatever we had at the moment, it was, we always had some kind of soap, right? So we, we would always do something, but it, but I, I was never in, in with a lot of the cleaning. So to be honest, I shouldn't really be speaking on the cleaning. I was doing other things. At we the should job. get the cleaning person in here. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Just dude, I'll call him up right now. <laughs> Yo, this, this thing, this thing, actually I can connect Bluetooth to my phone and make phone calls and have a record. Oh my god! It's fucking awesome. I I've yet That's to really use neat. it, obviously, but it, it would be a really cool feature to have. I tested it out, and it was cool. No, th- there will definitely be an opportune time to use that in a podcast. Absolutely, I've got to call somebody for a, a story to get checked out yeah. or some information, little details. Something's gonna happen, and you're gonna be like, "This is the moment." Yeah, for this sure, is the moment to use this for sure. So once once it got really bad, right before you before you actually decided to quit. What was like this, the the last straw for you? Was there anything specific that happened, or was it just like uh, over time they were you were thinking, okay, well they're gonna, I mean, th- look at the news, they're gonna have to restrict some stuff now, or look what everybody else is doing, and um, the assistant manager and I, we were both we were both thinking like along the same lines. So we we were for for good or for worse, we were kind of, or for better or for worse, we were kind of amping each other up. We were like feeding each other each other's paranoia. And um, so, like, he would come back and he'd say, here's what I heard. And I would come back and say, here's what I heard. And, you know, I was getting this stuff from podcasts or news or, or wherever. And at that point, it was so up in the air. Like, yeah. not a lot of people knew. And everyone was unsure. But there was news all over the place. Like, it was it was, it was, was everything from, like, the numbers are not right in China. Everyone's dying to, like, it's a bunch of shit. Like, it's just, yeah. a, it's not even airborne. Like, it, nobody really knew yet. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, so... For us, it was just we, we were pushing hard for the lobby to be closed down. That was that was our main thing. And by we, I, how many? Me and the assistant manager. Okay. So the assistant manager and I were pushing for it the most because we we out of the other employees had, I would say, the most power. We we had the most seniority there and things of that nature. So we were trying to convince the general manager to do that. And whenever it just didn't go through, we we, we both he quit the day before I quit and then I quit the day after. And then the very next day they said, okay, mandatory, all lobby shut down. <laughs> oh shit. So you guys quit and then corporate sent yeah. an email like, Hey, uh-huh. we're shutting down the lobby. Yeah. After we've been on her for at least a week or week and a half about doing it beforehand. Bitch gets what she deserves. You know, you know it's one of those things. It's one of those things. And, and then it's like, I throw my hands up and I'm like, oh, I'm not coming back now. Did they no. call you? Did they call you and like, hey, guess what? We've closed the lobbies because we really thought that you, like, did they lie and we're like, oh, because of you, we're closing the lobbies to try to get you back? Or You know, they did not. They did not call me. They did not try to contact me at all. And really? honestly, it was it was a perfect mutual 
send off. I was pretty done with being there anyway in general. Just with that job, I wanted to get onto something different. So just the fact that all that was happening at once was just a perfect avenue to get me out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. It's 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 weird that they people like that are willing to put other people's lives at risk for something that's right. very unknown, especially right. when you're in a situation to really pretty easily make the adjustment that's going to make a lot of people feel at ease. Like, if I was in that situation, I, it would suck, but, like, work and drive-thru, I'd be like, hey, better than nothing. Yeah, and, and it's tough because I know I know the owner's situation, so I definitely understand that, that they're really tight and they were already kind of struggling as it was before all this stuff happened. So I definitely understand their perspective of wanting to prioritize the financial side of it because they're already having issues there. But there is a point where whenever you, you don't know what's happening and you have a worldwide pandemic going on, it's you, you really have to have to think about what you're doing. And I just I feel like they were they were reacting. They were just saying, how can we keep going with this going on? You know, rather than should we stop? Should we think about other options? Should we close the lobby out? It was just how can we maximize the dollar amount with all this stuff that's occurring? Yeah. And, and you know, you left obviously on good terms and you're fortunate enough to be very smart and have a, have a bit of a nest egg to where you can actually like, you've got enough money saved up to where you can be okay for a good while. But a lot of people, like most people don't. Like, I mm-hmm. don't. I have, like, even right now, this is the most I've ever had in my savings or in my, like, in the back of my account. And, and it's, like, four grand, like, under four grand. Mm-hmm. And, and I can only imagine people who aren't as fortunate as we are that we're, like, they're forced to stop working, right? It's right. not like they work at a grocery right. store. Maybe they work at a grocery, or they, maybe they work at a boutique or a clothing store, um, anywhere. And that gets closed down. Uh, or Or even worse, they don't want to close down people feel unsafe and they quit. But guess what? They don't get any sort of unemployment. The people that quit, I heard their unemployment's pretty nice. Like I heard that they're getting almost way more what their actual salary is and they're being Mm -hmm. supported and that's great. But for the people who have shitty management and shitty uh, employers that want to try to keep them around in an unsafe environment that they don't feel comfortable in, they quit. The only thing they really have to fall back on is that stimulus that we got. Right. And and that's 1200 bucks. Dude, how long, like if you, if you really could like, Old school, like back in the day, you're you're 18, seven, even 17 years old, right? Even yeah. if you're not paying rent, how okay. long do you think $1,200 lasts you? Car payment or no? Ooh, let's let's just say no. Okay, 1200 no rent. Two months. I was going to say two and a half, two, 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 two and a half months. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could, you could stretch that. Especially if you're not doing much, but then guess what? You still got to pay, like, electricity. Yeah, and... and- the thing is, whenever you're talking about any length of time, you know that there's some bullshit that life's going to throw at you. Yeah. So it's like, you don't know how much that is, but I guarantee 300 of that 1200 is just going to be bullshit. Yeah. It's just going to be like, you know, oh, this thing broke, replace this, this, this tire went flat, fix yeah. it. You know, what, whatever life throws at you, you know, you have a little bit for cash, a little bit for gas, but yeah, you're, you're blowing through it 60 days. Well, and you're in the, the type of, uh, type of season where you, if you live on the, if you live somewhere that's very cold, then you are having to deal with extreme elements and maybe your heater breaks. Or if you live somewhere like Texas where March can give you like 90 degree days, like it really can. And (laughs) then your heater fucking breaks and then you're screwed. And then guess what? It's a thousand bucks to get that heater fixed. 
and that's a thousand air conditioning. Yeah, or the yeah, they thank you. The air conditioning fixed, mm-hmm. and then you have two hundred bucks left right. over, and then it's like, oh, maybe you got rent, maybe you have this, and it's um, it's it's crazy that and at least it's I mean at least you got it right. Like I, right. I, that's free money. I mean I guess it is, but it's not right because it's technically supposed to come out of our taxes. I, they mm-hmm. say like next year it's going to come out of our taxes. I, I talked to I talked to my friend Austin about this on uh, like two two episodes ago on my podcast, um, kind of about like the economic uh, stipula- not stipulations, but the economic uh, I guess fallout of what's going to happen, right? right. Um, how it's going to affect not only our economy but like just jobs in a whole of how how you know what businesses are even going to open back up. Mm-hmm. So so it's super interesting to to think about. Super interesting sounds insulting because I'm not in that situation, but it's super interesting to think about like how the people are dealing that don't yeah. have a lot that aren't fortunate enough to to have you know whether it be a job like mine to where I'm still doing great or uh, money to fall back on like you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a good friend of mine lost his job, and you know he has a baby on the way. It's like due in a couple months, and it's like. You know, he just lost his job at the worst time. Like, he's saving up for a kid. It's like, for for those people who have kids or are planning to have kids, especially, like, the, the people that, that have other people depending on them, especially, you know. It's it's those people who, who I really feel for the most, and I, I really hope are getting through this. Well, and guess what? You, you got more if you had kids, but not if you were pregnant with a kid. Right. I don't exactly. think. No, no way. No way. There's no way, right? And so... You know, they I'm sure they're doing what they can to make sure everybody's covered, but there's almost no right. way to really get every single niche situ- situation covered like mm-hmm. that. Like like someone who's pregnant. It's like imagine the medical bills of being pregnant of just going for checkups. Yeah. And then oh, guess what? Also there's an there's a pandemic. So do you go to your prenatal kit checkup bi weekly still, or do you not? Or you know, when it's time to have the baby, what do we do? Do you try to have a, have it at home and get to get it and see it? Well, but then guess what? You can't afford that because you're fucking broke. You don't have money. Yeah. Um, you know, is the government going to help support you to get someone like a nurse or someone capable of uh, what, what are they, what are they called? There's, there's a, there's a title of a, of a person who comes like a, like a, is it like a midwife? Is that what it is? I know what you're talking about. I don't know the word. I that may be considered about. a sexist term now, midwife. <laughs> that sounds like an insult. Like, you fucking midwife, you right. bitch. Right, it does. It does. But, but like that, you know, a person who could come and help you deliver a baby at home. Right, right. They're not going to support that. Like, then the government's not like, oh, hey, here's some extra cash for your home pregnancy. Yeah. I'm, you know, slight, slightly off topic, I just want to comment on something you said about my friend. You kind of jogged it in my memory that I'm pretty sure that he was going to the um the appointments and the checkups for the, for the pregnancy and there was a time that they weren't letting him go. Yep. It was just like, oh, it's it's just the mother, you yep. know, just the only one going and for him that was like super upsetting, especially because you know, the emotional of like losing your job on top of it, you're sitting at home, you not doing you fuck all. You want to do that, you know? <laughs> that's that's probably like the one thing you're looking forward to or the the one thing that gets you up in the morning, but then you're like, all right, kiss on the head, have a good day, and it's like there's something about that that's definitely not not right, and but yet at the same time, trying to trying to do everything that we can about the social distancing. I understand why it's it's not going to be fair for everyone. Well, guess what? She's going into literally the most high risk environment to catch a disease yeah. like COVID nineteen mm-hmm. is the fucking hospital. 
And so that sucks. And then, you know, obviously at the hospital, they're great. I'm sure that where they have like, you know, face masks and hand sanitizer and hopefully they're, they're covered there and they're taking precautions, but better than Jimmy John's better than Jimmy John's motherfuckers, (laughs) but it's still scary. Also, I, um, my mom, my mom, uh, my mom's, uh, my mom's boyfriend had, uh, back surgery two weeks ago. Oh really? Yeah. Like two and a half weeks ago. How's that? How's that going? Uh, I think he's doing good. He's recovering and stuff. She hasn't like mentioned it, so I assume that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, if she mentioned it, I'm sure he'd be in pain, which is not good. So hopefully, hopefully it's it's. I'm sure it's fine. But uh, how what long happened? Has he had back issues. Sorry. Oh, he's had back issues for a long time. I guess it's yeah. it's been probably over almost a decade. I think where he's had bad back issues. But he's also like kind of like a dumb hillbilly that like doesn't know how to lift. Probably he's probably lifting with his back. <laughs> yeah, no of offense. Course. He he is the type. He is the type. Yeah. So, um, well, what happened is she wasn't able to go into the hospital at all. So he had to go by himself. Uh, she dropped him off and then she picked him back up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like they wheeled him out and then did the thing once she came to go, she came to grab him. Wow. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy for, for him. I'm sure it wasn't a big deal, but you know, thinking about other people who are having to go into first time procedures alone and people who might, might have some real anxiety about that, man. That's, that's unfortunate for those people too. Yeah. You know, it's because I have to get my wisdom teeth taken out soon. I'm not looking forward to that. Like, yeah. That's no fun. Yeah. You know? No one looks forward to that, especially, like I said, going into it alone. Totally. And, and yeah, I, I need to get dental work done. I, I had a, an appointment set like a week before the whole thing went down. Yeah, me too. And, and I'm like, oh, wait. But it's like, you know, I've got, it's just a cavity, but like the cavity mm-hmm. could turn into something worse that could maybe have to get a cap or something. Like I've or literally spread. waited three months yeah. and I've been, you know, trying to do mouthwash and things to kind of keep it from, from getting any worse. But you know, there comes a point where I'm going to have to buy the bullet and I'm like, all right, let's just get this over with. And I'm going to have to deal with, you know, dentists putting their fucking getting wrist deep in my mouth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and I, the thing is I'm, I'm going to go back to Weatherford probably to do it because it's cheaper mm-hmm. in, in a small town like that. I mean, it would almost be like a third of the price compared to here to do it down, you know, somewhere downtown. Yeah. But I know they're not taking the precautions and that's why I like it here. Like I love it here because people are taking the precautions for the most part. Um, and I know they aren't there, but I will, and I, I think I told you this, um, yesterday that whenever, um, my buddy Nihar and I, we went to go have coffee, uh, at this outdoor place and they have the table set where it's like six feet away. So it's, you know, they're opening, but it's like, you can't go inside without a face mask. Very strict. Like they sell face masks. So there's like no excuse. It's like, well, nice. It's nice. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and they're nice. Like I bought one from them cause I've been using this homemade piece of shit and I want one that yeah. actually like, doesn't look all botched, but you know, there's no excuse. It's like, hey, like, you cannot come here without a face mask. We have some. They're ten dollars for the cheapest ones, twenty dollars for the nicer ones. And it's just, it, it's it it makes sense and it's right. But you know, we're at this really nice coffee place on the water. Uh, beautiful views, people on boats. Uh, it's, it was weird. It's the first time I've been out. Yeah. Literally the first time I've been out, and I didn't even expect to go there. Like we had planned on going on a hike, and then he's like, "Hey, man, you want to get some coffee?" And I was like. Yeah, yeah, we can get some coffee. I guess we can go to Mozart's and they have the outdoor seating. Shouldn't be that bad. I know they're 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 a local company that 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 cares about safety, so I know that they would, you know, take the precautions that they could. And yeah. they did, and I was there and it was weird. It, it was just seeing everybody around. Some people had masks on, some people didn't. Uh groups of like seven or eight sitting at a table, uh it, it, people in line, 
some people like mm-hmm. will they you know they're they're trying to social distance but you can't always in this in this in this coffee shop right like right. if you step past somebody to grab your coffee or you ask a question or whatever um you know you're not always near mm-hmm. or you're not always as far away as you'd like from somebody so it was it was weird so so speaking on that it's do you think that because there, there are some people, I'm sure there have got to be some around Austin, but there's a, a ton around Weatherford who have just kept doing the norm, you know, just keep keep doing their thing. And it makes me think for, for those people who maybe three, four weeks ago were going back out in the public as much as they could and doing the little things that they could, even if it's just going to the grocery store and stuff like that, for, for those people, do you think they're experiencing that same sense of weirdness because there's a vibe in the air? Or do you think that you're experiencing that weirdness coming back to your coffee shop just because there's been that break in time away from people? It's definitely been that break in time for sure for me. Yeah. But I can't speak for anybody else, obviously. I think everybody's different. But I know there are some people who are just like borderline insulted to see somebody wearing a mask. Yes, that's that's so weird. They give you dirty looks. Stuff like that. Yeah, and, and I saw people at the coffee shop start to walk in without a mask on, and there was, like, a security guard, like, hey, man, I'm sorry, but, like, you cannot do this. <laughs> Not here. Yeah, you literally just can't. Not here. Not here. And there are some people who... Prob- they probably left angry, too. They probably left, like, well, F that place, or, like, what is their problem? You know? Right, All right, and that's that's a dangerous mindset. Um, my neighbor, my neighbor, he's a good guy, but he, he, he has a problem with a face mask. And I, don't know, I asked him, I was like, well, what, what's your problem with the face mask? He goes, well, I just, you know, if it just feels weird, invasive, um, I'm, you know, what does it matter if I'm not sick? I go, yeah, but do you know how many people are showing to be asymptomatic for this? There's mm-hmm. a lot. And he goes, yeah, but I'm not coughing. And I mm-hmm. go, okay, well, that's a good point. But what if you cough just once? Or what if you're in a confined space? Like, all it takes, like, do you know how much spittle and bullshit? I, I just had a spit bubble come out of my fucking mouth while I'm talking on, to a microphone yeah. that's an inch away from my face. I, I'm not talking that loud. I literally just had a random spit bubble fly out of my mouth. Imagine, like, the actual moisture that comes out of your mouth whenever, you, like, as you're just normally speaking and talking. Yeah. Like, I work from home. Do you see you, you see my monitor there? If, if you, like, took a light to it, you would see, like, it, it's... Oh, God. Th- th- it's gross. Like, I have to clean yeah. it, like, once once every other week. Right. So like that, the, the, there's moisture that comes out of your mouth whether you're whether you're coughing or not. Yeah. Go ahead. These people that, like your neighbor, not trying to put him down, but these these people that are doing that and are trying to go into places without face masks and are trying to just live life more normally. I I I'm still lost in the conundrum of thinking: is it is it just them not being intelligent, or is it just them not doing the research? Are they just is it is it too scary? Is it too, too? Are they so worried about it that they can't look into it, and then so they just keep going through the motions and just hope for the best? And and if so, what what can you do about that? If if there is another issue later down the line, I feel like this is this is going to be a trend. You're never going to have everybody on board, no matter how serious you say the situation is. Yeah, at least not here in the U.S. Right. I mean, there are other countries who did phenomenally like, you mm. know, but, but those countries also have less freedoms than we do. Right. And it can almost be a good thing and a bad thing. Right. And I hear me out. I know I sound like a commie asshole, no, no, but no, like, go, go. but like they're, you know, like, um, um, 
Abraham, my buddy Abraham, his sister, uh, lives in Dubai. And she says, like, things are great here. She goes, I feel comfortable going to the mall as long as I have my face mask on. They're sanitizing things, like, every mm-hmm. hour. Um, you know, they're, they're taking all the precautions. Like, when we went to go get food, right? We, we got fast food last night. Yeah. And, and they, they had literally a, a plastic bin that they were holding out that had, like, your card. And then you'd put it in. And then they pull it back, do what they need to do with it. Bring out the bin. You put in what you need, like as much distance as possible. They have gloves and masks on. Precautions. Yes, it's like that, but through the entire country. Yeah, but you can't have that in in the U.S. because of all of our freedoms, which I'm not right. saying are bad because they're not. Um, but of course, not. which which I, I I appreciate states' rights and being able to go to a state that you know has the values and the and the and the the well being of of not well being just to have the values and, and the the things that you find important that state finds important right right you know like like mm-hmm. like like weed right yes. so then then that's example. and that's where i think states rights is cool it's like if you if you really don't like weed cool go to fucking alabama you know what i mean right if you love fucking your sister and you love marijuana go to alabama <laughs> so if yeah. if you don't like fucking your sister and you like marijuana go to colorado or go to california and then you decide later on you know, some of the states are like, oh, well, this whole this whole marijuana thing's not too bad. Oh shit, they're making a lot of money, oh, and that's Jesus, where it comes. That's where it comes, right? It's not. I don't even think a lot of it's about like ethic ethics. I think yeah. I think it's like, oh shit, their their local economy's booming. Maybe we should get on this get on this road, mm-hmm. and and then they do, and that's and that's fine. Um, you know, it's. It's it's a beautiful thing, but it's also it sucks when you you're you're younger. Maybe you can't afford to move because you're like you want to move somewhere that best represents your views and thoughts. And maybe that's California. Yeah. Good fucking luck moving to California and being able to afford yourself. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is it is so expensive in California, from what I hear. I don't know too much about that, but the that's probably the last place you want to move. And of course, you hear about Colorado too, just because of the weed thing and everything that's going on. Real estate prices. Oh my god, dude. I just hear it. Just going up and up and up. Um, w- one thing ab- about marijuana I wanted to bring up that I don't know if you heard about, but in Washington, they're actually trying to pass it where if you're buying rec- recreationally, if you're buying concentrates, apparently you can, they're trying, you know, you can get those up to 80, 90% THC. Fuck yeah. And you, they're trying to get it to where recreationally you can only buy it up to 10%. And if you if you know a little bit about marijuana, it's like you know that flour goes up to twenty five and thirty percent. So you would have to like genetically alter the flour if you were to actually go with the go with these guidelines. It's I, as far as that goes, I'm not too sure, but I I'm just stuck in the hypocrisy of like how are you selling weed that's stronger than the concentrate that you're scared of? Like that's so that's mm. so strange to me. It's like how can you're taking something that's supposed to be a more a more pure let you you know you have less um, plant particles. There's a lot of good things whenever it comes to concentrates. Um, a lot less of the the body effects, way more mental stimulation, and a lot of people like that sort of thing. And those people, unless you're you have a medical card, you know they're not going to be able to get it anymore. And is that federal? But like, what does it matter? Because it's federally illegal still. So are they going to leave it up to the states, or what's how does that work? I don't know. I would love I would love to do a little bit more research and see w- what made them want to put this into action. But from from a video I was watching, one guy he was just saying, you know, I can understand taking it down maybe to fifty percent for recreational. You know, maybe doing something like that. But if you're taking it all the way down to ten percent, you might as well not stop selling it. You know, that defeats the whole purpose of getting a concentrated, um, smokable THC product. 
And that's dumb. Like, suck my cock. Why don't you regulate alcohol? Like, there's absinthe, right. you fucking dummy. If, if, if that's the case, you should take away all liquor. 100%. Because that's the exact comparison. Concentrates mm-hmm. might as well be liquor of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And then, so, especially if you think about something being normally like 80 proof liquor, it's like, just take it down to that then. Still make 40%, 50% concentrates. You know, don't, don't take it all the way down to where you defeat the purpose of having the product in the first place. Yeah, and just how about let the fucking people decide and fuck up on their own, and then when they fuck... That's, that's the hard part, though, right? Because somebody can fuck up and kill somebody that's innocent, and then you're like, fuck, well, do, or do we as a society even even deserve to have this? It, yeah, the, the, then you get into the whole conversation of, like, is it is it the person or is it the substance? And where I know I wouldn't kill anyone using the substance, but, you know, Joe Schmo, who's having depression, who might have mental issues already, like, he does the same substance that I do and then he has a really difficult time and might go do something stupid. It's got to be the person. It's it it is. It's got to be the person. Yeah. And it, it's the same argument for guns and I'm I'm right. I'm, I'm 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 very in the middle. But when it mm. comes to and when it comes to guns I'm all for like have your guns but like I with stipulations of like maybe why why you need an automatic gun for? You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Like right, why right. why I get it like but it, it, some people are just like well why not? And, okay. Fair enough. And, and I'm even okay with that if you have like prior military, I think prior military should be able to be able to be uh, eligible yeah. to, to have this happen. But I think it needs strenuous tests and certifications. And I also think you need to take some sort of, you need to sit down with a psychiatrist for at least 12 hours. Not, not at a time, right? Right, like, right? You need 12 credit hours with a psychiatrist. And, and are you saying to have a gun in general or for specific types of automatic weapons? I think to have a gun in general, maybe right. maybe not twelve hours for for maybe maybe we'll say you need at least four credit hours to own a normal gun, right? Like yeah. a pistol or, or like or even just like a shotgun, mm-hmm. and then like for pistol um, carrying certifications, you need to have another eight hours uh, or like you know eight additional hours on top of the four that you've already gotten of psychological analyzation, right. just to make sure you're not a fucking psycho and nobody can see this shit in you. But then becomes the problem of you're having a human choose if you get to own a gun or not, which is what we don't want, right? Like we don't mm-hmm. want because you, everybody's there's there no matter what job it is, whether you're a cop, you're in the military, you're a psychologist. There are people good at their job, and there are people not good at their job, right? So what if you're having to, you know, you you you're you're a good guy, military veteran, very very uh, uh experienced in firing weapons of of automatic and, and non automatic um. Uh, of of kind and you go sit down with the psychiatrist and maybe you you tell him about something that happened during the war that really fucked with you but then instead of he seeing that as you're talking about your problems maybe he sees that as a weakness of your intelligence or of your emotional stability and decides i don't think he's able to have i don't think we should let him have an uh, an automatic weapon right, the, right i don't think part is good will get scary right because now you're letting one human decide if you are able to have a gun or not. And I don't think that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really true. And and this is purely a thought experiment. Like, I'm not saying this is how yeah, it should yeah, happen. Yeah. I'm purely brainstorming here. So, so if, um, if that did come to pass, also, what would... What would stop the person... Because they they know that they want the gun, right? So then they're wanting to buy this gun, then they figure out, oh, I have to go to this place and do this thing. So what would stop them from lying their ass off and just being, you know, the biggest angel in the world whenever you're in that room for whatever the certification would be and then just 
leaving and being happy with their gun because they know ultimately that there's a reason for this. And if I say something suspect or if I say something that might be, might draw a red flag, then I might not get what I want to get. So, so there's a point where it's like, if people are wanting what they're going to want, they're just going to tell you what they want to, what you want to hear, you know? Yeah, well, and then sociopaths, too. Some people are just pathological liars and, and really great at just giving you what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's, I mean, it's not a perfect system, but I don't think there is a perfect system. Right, right. There, there definitely isn't. It's the the gun issue is definitely one that's, that's hard to tackle. But I, I definitely think, at least personally, I, I think that if it's just black and white and it's have them or take them away, I, I think that there's no question. I think that we have to have them, not only for self-defense as far as other people around but for the government and how much power they can have over us i think that any any type of taking them away completely making it hard to get is different i'm more on board with with something like that but you can't you can't take them out of the public's hands altogether yeah i mean it's the whole point of the constitution was like the right to bear arms that's the whole point if if the right to have the opportunity to overthrow government if needed Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think people misinterpret that. (laughs) I think a lot of people misinterpret that and think like some, some people I think it's just the the really narrow minded, ignorant, almost like mentally deficient people that, that really think that like, we need to overthrow the government. Like it's time, like, bro, it's not time. Calm down. Like those people that were walking into the state buildings. Uh, did you hear about this? There's like protests, Uh um, you know, protests for the stay at home order. And, and, And a lot of these places like, um, not Minnesota. Um, I'm thinking like uh, I forget the state, a southern state, of course. <laughs> and they were protesting just a stay-at-home order, and they were just like rallying, right? They yeah. were all rallying together and staying in giant groups, just not not giving a fuck about the whole social distance mm-hmm. thing. Uh, they were also like they were also like crazy people of all of all walks there. You know, it was people who thought like it was 5G that was doing this and people, it wasn't like all people who just want to get back to work. It was a lot of weird, conspiratorial, crazy people. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying everybody there was crazy because I'm sure that's not the case. Right. But there were some people who were protesting with rebel flags on their, on their jackets and they were carrying rifles. <laughs> and, and let's just really, uh, let's really picture that for a second. Rebel flags rifles protesting how many do you know or, or did it vary like it was varied a common thing? i think it was like three three armed dudes in this one particular area which granted it, it, it doesn't make it like that's only one area that's three people out of like millions of people in the u.s but that right that particular situation was dangerous and they literally walked into the state building with rifles and demanded their rights and they they technically weren't like other than, like, there's probably a law against bringing a weapon into a state building, but, like, a government building, you know? Mm-hmm. But 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 why why do you need to protest with your guns? There's no point. You're not trying to overthrow a government right now. There's nobody, like, forcing you to... There's nobody locked... There's not, it's not like China. China's fucking locking... Was. Maybe not anymore. But China was literally locking people in their fucking homes. Yeah. Like, dragging people away, locking them in their fucking homes. That's not happening that's here. If that starts happening here... I'm with you, bro. Give me a gun. I'm hip. I'm with you. <laughs> like, take off the rebel flag because that's fucking weird. But like, just I'm I'm right. I'm with you. But like, the rebel flag is another thing because that whole that that flag that flag represents a whole other agenda that you have that has nothing to do with this stay at home order. Right. Right. Now you're just you're using this. You're exploiting this situation. 
and it's not really what you're real what you're really about and that's that's what i don't like yeah it's just the rebel flag is just really a icing on the cake right it's just like you know these people are clearly it's it's of course they're upset about everything that's going on with corona and everything it's everybody is but they're they were upset well before this yeah oh yeah they were oh yeah about some other shit too yeah you know it's like otherwise they wouldn't go to these extreme lengths and it's like Finally, something to get up in arms about. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they've been jonesing for this fucking moment. Oh, yeah. To, to just tell you how it is. Ever since the Dukes of Hazard ended, they've just been looking oh, for something yeah. to catch. They've been ca- trying I mean, to catch that high, bro. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Them Duke boys. You can't even you can't even look at fucking Young Daisy anymore. <laughs> well, like, what the fuck else are they going to do to get their get their rocks off? They they got to have something, and 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 it's really and I understand it. Like, I, people don't want to understand it, and people get mad at you if you say you understand where they're coming from. But like, it's it's it's. I feel like deep into the core root of the situation is they want some reason to feel important, and mm-hmm. I get that. We all do. Why do you think I'm sitting here with a fucking you with you in a microphone talking about shit? Mm-hmm. It's 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 a sense of importance, but it's also something I enjoy, right? But they they really I think thrive off this like wanting to be the leader of their own society type of thing, wanting to find some sort of importance. Like you know, we we coming from the small town that we la- we lived in, mm-hmm. we have seen, and we know personally, people who have had children for the full purpose of they didn't have fuck all going on and they needed some <laughs> sense of purpose. That's what that yeah. When you have nothing else going on, when when you really dislike your life, apparently the thing to do is to bring a child into the same situation that you're creating for yourself. Don't fix the issue first, right? Just bring the child in and have it thrown into the mix. Like the kid's going to fix much, your problems. Have that much more. So, so not only are you teaching the kid the problems now, but then also you have all this time that you have to spend raising this child. And then whenever you're raising this child, you aren't working on your issues. Yeah. It's so, a distraction. So, exactly. It's, it's, it's of course, the most important distraction, but whenever your life is in shambles, that's when you work on it, and then you bring that distraction in whenever you can afford to be distracted. But whenever your life is fucked up at the beginning, it's like, bro, don't, don't, even, don't even try to do that. Don't even try to do that. You're running before you're walking. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's this huge problem that people have where they think that, you know, they, I think what it is, they really don't have anything they're good at. They don't want to be good at anything. They're probably lazy. And they think, oh, I'd be so cute. Look at my look at my cousin. My cousin just had a baby. And look at all the cute pictures. And they want that. And it's, and it's fucking selfish. Yeah. And I think it breeds bad children. And you, you, you recreate the cycle. And, and I'm not saying all children that grow up in that situation are bad children. Or right. become bad people. But it's not fair to... to to, to put you to put a child in that situation and have them grow up with with already a disadvantage um you know uh, go ahead and I was gonna say not not only for the people that that are doing it for the reason of oh what should I say it's there are also people doing it for attention as well yeah it's like you know you have it for the people who just don't have anything else better going on but for the people who you know Posting selfies with your kids, you know, park pictures with your kids, especially for females. It's like, it's like that, that there's something so envious about 
about that to females where it's like, look, look at me in my perfect in this moment situation. And there's something about putting up that illusion to the world. And it's almost like you trick the world for a second, you know, my life's great. And then, and there's something about putting that out to the, there to the world, that, that little bit of perfection, then you see the comments and the comments say, Oh wow, that looks great. Oh, this is so nice. Oh, oh look so at your, your daughter's growing up so fast. And, and you see all these comments and that gives you that, 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 adr- um, what was it? The endorphin rush. Yeah. That, that you. Well, dopamine baby. That, that is, is unfortunately whether they, whether they're conscious of it or not, it's, it's from you trying to make this perfect situation that, that is really imperfect and, and it's okay. It's, it's okay to show the imperfect side and, and everyone, everyone thinks that they can only show their best self on social media because that's what majority of people do. And it puts you, it puts you in a situation where you're, you're kind of living for those moments where you can take those pictures to look like you're living a good life. And so it's like, you've kind of missed the point of where the happiness is going to come from in your life. It's not about looking like it. It's about feeling like you're having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it's perception. Mm-hmm. And I, but I also think a lot of it is that maternal instinct that you get at a certain age. And that's something that we'll never understand, right? Uh, it's, that, it's that urge to, that, that you get just instinctually to want to, re, to, to procreate and, and want to have that thing to take care of. I think that's been imprinted in our DNA for as long as we've ever been alive. It's the reason we're, we're still a society now, right? I mean, that without what, it's important. Right. Um, but as we start to kind of evolve as a different type of society, a different type of, type of being than we were before, I hope eventually that can that can kind of stop, um, and, and maybe people will instead of having children when they're sad to make them feel better, can really try to get to the core problem of, of what's really going on, and then maybe decide from there if they want to have kids. Uh, which yeah. I think this generation, I think, will have less kids. I think our generation will have less kids than the generation before. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's obviously regional. Like obviously in our hometown, that's not the case. They're still pop, popping them out like fucking, you know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're still just coming out one by one. But I think in a lot of other places that, that may be a little more educated on, on things. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's a sign of the, the times changing because people are understanding that, you know, if you were born in the 50s, you know, let's say, let's say you're a guy who's 20 years old. And so you... you the fuck the else wife, you going to do? You, you want the wife, you want the kids, you, you go, you get a job. It's... it's Almost everyone's life, they have interchangeable things like different people, different jobs, different living situations. So all those things are interchangeable, but they all have that common thread of like, okay, I have a home with a family. I go to the nine to five. I come back. But now if that's not the American dream anymore, that's the thing is that you can do actually whatever you want to do. And if you can find a way to market it or do something um, productive financially for it. It's like, dude, you can, you can really set yourself up in a way that was never, ever, um, conceptualized back then. Yeah. And and that, that's a really interesting thought. And, and it makes me interesting and also afraid to, to see what the future holds for us. Cause I still, I I wholeheartedly am so happy that I live in this generation and I would never want to live anywhere in the future and anywhere in the past. Really? Nah, hundred percent. I, I I'm so happy that I've lived exactly where I am right now. 
That's interesting. I, I could, maybe it's because I don't have that natural attraction, attraction to technology, but I could definitely see if I was just put back 20 years, I, I wouldn't mind it. I really don't think I would, but, um, but I, I, I can't lie though. There are so many advantages, so many perks, so many bonuses, so much convenience that comes with living in this day and age that would really be unfortunate to give up. But I, I do, I do like that. I feel like spending quality time with people back in that time was much more of a higher priority. And, and I appreciate certain aspects of the older way of living and a more simple lifestyle, because I do think that they concentrated more on kind of what's important and what makes life worth living. So 20 years I'm, I'm okay with, right? 20 years seems okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Don't go too far. Yeah, because if you go too far, let's say you were born in the exact, you're exactly how you are right now, right? Mm-hmm. You were born in the 1700s. Oh, fuck. You're fucking, fuck. you're, you're bedridden because guess what? Your knees are fucked up. You've had, you've oh, had, so you've fucked. had knee surgery on one. You need probably one on the other, right? Yeah. Your, your knees are so fucked that the, the ability for you to be able to make a living and guess what you're probably doing? You're probably fucking farming. Or oh, you're, yeah. you're probably, yeah. you're yeah. either farming or you're doing manual labor because guess what, bitch? There's no, there's no customer service. You know what I mean? Right, there's right. no, there's no, like maybe you can work in at a, at a bank and work in finance, but like that's, damn. that's the pinnacle. Yeah, You've yeah. made it. <laughs> exactly. You've, you have these set up. Yep. You live in a fucking mansion. I bet if yeah. you work at the bank, probably be a fucking peg like deputy somewhere. You'd be, <laughs> <laughs> you got the mustache for a peg like deputy. I'll dude, tell you that right now. Dude, I would fit in so well. I fit in so well. I you look say, like I can say it just like they do with Sheriff. Stop. Sheriff. Stop. That's, you know that's how they would do it back then, though. That's Is, the thing. Oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't like that at all. Because, dude, they talked so different. That that's another thing to think about too. In the future, whenever they, whenever, whenever slang is are, so different. Yes. Yeah, so what's it going to be like twenty years from now? Like, what what do you think? I feel like the way that that people talk with slang now is it's. In certain places, it's hard for me to understand today. Yeah, dude, even even just the even my slang. I think like like I always try to pick up new words, even if they're, if they're slang words that I think are cool and fun, and I use them. But but you you, I feel like can even see this that I've picked up certain words and I may say them in a way, and you're like, wait, what does that even mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll say things like um like oh, what do you think about this? Like yeah, I'm hip. Like oh, that's that's great. Um or, or like. I'm trying to think of one particular. I, I can't at the moment, but I, I definitely have slang words that you don't would never use or, or don't use. Maybe you could right. pick them up if you hung out with me enough, but like you don't use those. Mm-hmm. And so it's even regional, not just generational. So right, in, right. In, dude, in 20 years, I'm going to seem like a real fucking weirdo. Like I'm going to be saying saying like same weird things and and that that I just have always said for years. And then like kids are going to be like, that's such a weird thing to say. Like that's such an old saying. Like. What do you mean by hip? Are you talking about your hip? Like, bro, bro, if you're talking about you feeling disconnected, imagine me in that time period. I just feel I feel disconnected to a certain extent already with the way that I feel like modern people think for the most part. It's it's very people the main I would say the main difference for me and most people is just that people love to keep their life as busy as possible. Yeah. And and with doing that, I don't think that they see that there's not a lot of thinking going on in the everyday routine if you if you jam pack it with so much there's there's not a lot of time to self-evaluate and I, I really just think that 
the more that time goes on, the more there is going to be to do. And the more to fill up that dead space of time. Exactly, exactly. So that, then you have all the all these other reasons not to actually dive into yourself and deal with some shit. And we're experiencing that right now. Yes. We're experiencing that right now in podcasts and movies and TV shows. And you know what the problem is? It's quantity over quality. And, and maybe, maybe other people can see what I don't like as quality, but I find that the more there is to watch, the less there is I like to watch. Yes. I Maybe not in podcasts, but like as far as the movie industry, like, or, or it becomes yeah. so overwhelming that I can't even take the time to try to see if I like this. Like, oh, yes. the only time is if, if everyone is saying, hey, this is great, check it out, then I will. Um, right. And, and there are popular shows that may be on, like, Hulu, if, but if you don't have Hulu, you'll never even know it exists. Like, that, like devs, the, the, that, that dev show is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and I, when I tell people about it, they don't even know it exists. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Um, and it's got, it's got homeboy, um, Nick Offerman. It, who who's like a mainly like a comedic actor, but like he mm-hmm. plays the, the the best role, and it's super serious, and it's a great show. But you know, a lot of people be like, "Oh, I've never heard of it. I only have Netflix." Yeah, yeah, it's. Then I, you got to find shows. Maybe maybe a show looks great, but guess what? It's on HBO now. You got to pay another nine dollars. <laughs> now everything's so compartmentalized now that that we're almost starting to get to the point where we're back to paying the same amount as we were paying for cable television to try to get everything we want to watch i'm paying more already are you dude it's bad break it down for me oh my god i i don't even know if i can but it mainly it's it's just to be a mixed martial arts fan if you just want to watch ufc fights that's the reason i fell out of it i mean obviously i love mixed martial arts and i always will as a as a as a as an art form and a sport but like as a like a like an entertainment viewer Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't do it anymore. There's, there's, there's buy it on this platform, buy it on this application. Oh, we're on, we're off of Fox now. It's ESPN. Oh, but guess what? We've got a third party yeah. app. And if you get UFC fight pass, you get to watch the prelims and blah, 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 blah. it's just too much. It, I have to spend, I have to spend a hundred over a hundred dollars a month just for UFC, not just even anything UFC. else. Yep. And you're not even like a TV guy. No, I'm really not. I'm really not. It, I definitely do it just for, just for that. Because Is it, does this count pay-per-views or no? Yes, it does. Okay. So it's 60 bucks for the pay-per-view, and then you have probably, I think it's 5 bucks a month for ESPN+, Plus, where they do some of the fights. Then I have YouTube TV, which is like 30 bucks a month for like the minimum, but what? I have like the $50 one. Why YouTube TV? I had Sling. I was doing Sling, and their, one, their, their platform is super laggy and slow. Like... I had so many issues with it where when I would watch fights or whenever I would watch different programs, it's just like it it would have buffering issues or just like really, really bad lagging issues to the point to where it's like it's very frustrating to use. So and is I, this to watch like the UFC like on ESPN? Is it is this to get ESPN? Yes. What are yes. you trying to get? Okay. ESPN and ESPN2. Can you not just get like an ESPN package? I don't No, I don't think so. ESPN, I think, has a deal through like with with. Um, what would you say, like TV packages, right? Like so, through like Time Warner Cable, or it's like some yeah, weird yeah. company that we probably don't even know exists that owns the rights to ESPN exactly. and that sells so, it to certain affiliates. So you have you have that. You have YouTube TV. You have, um, I don't have Sling anymore, but you have ESPN Plus. You have UFC Fight Pass where they do a lot of stuff. You have what's how much is UFC Fight Pass? That's another ten bucks. Okay, and then the the other ones would be Bellator. 
because Bellator... Right, if you're a real mixed martial arts fan that's not just dude, watching UFC, yeah. Dude, Bellator puts on amazing fights these days. I remember watching... Oh, what fight was it? What was the the, the old man fight? The the Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000 fight? Oh, my God. And, and where they were... <laughs> that was the fight before he died. He died like two weeks later, I think. Yeah, it, and watching that fight, you know, rest in peace and all that. Rest in peace. My goodness. Yeah. That, that performance, it was just, you could really tell a difference in quality of, of fighting where it's, these people just had names, you know, Dada 5000, I think, was just some bouncer of Kimbo's or something. Like, he wasn't even a martial artist. Yeah, it's like old dogs. It, it, it's like the old school guys that never, they, they, they A, didn't adapt with the times, but B, literally couldn't adapt with the times because of the age factor and the athleticism, that, 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 that the lack of athleticism that, that comes in the, in the, uh, the athleticism that dwindles as you get older. Right, right. And just over time, Bellator has just closed that gap with the UFC where where I honestly think that there's a lot of Bellator champions that could beat UFC champions. And I would, Dude, I would fucking love to see that type of crossover. That would be the coolest shit ever. Super pay-per-view. Each, each card, no matter what, is a Bellator fighter versus a UFC fighter. But the UFC would never, ever do this because it would give value to their competitors. Yes. It, even even if they won most of them, like it would be a real gamble because if, if your Bellator guys beat the UFC guys, your stock goes down and Bellator's goes up, and yeah. there's no point in risking that. And, and, you, and you know what's funny is the only way that they've ever done that in the past is whenever they buy out another fight promotion, like whenever they bought out Strikeforce. That was, yeah, and, that and, would be fucking awesome. And then... What what's funny is that it's it ends up where the fighters from the other promotions end up doing really well in the UFC. Like you have Uriah Faber, you, uh, Uriah Faber, Anthony Pettis. T- um, th- those two were WEC. Oh, you're right. You're but, right. You're um, right. For Strike Force, I mean, you still have the Diaz brothers. The Diaz brothers. You have Daniel Cormier. You have Josh Barnett. I mean, oh, you have Ronda Rousey. You have Misha Tate. I mean, the, some of the best female all, fighters all the women's yeah. division. You can thank Strike Force for. Yeah. So. You know, you have, and then you have all these people who come over after the UFC buys them, and they are kicking UFC fighters' ass. And then later on, a couple of years later, the WEC, UFC buys the WEC, and you get Pettis, you get Cerrone, you get Faber, you get all the small guys that are killers. Um, Benson Henderson, you get all these guys that are just coming through. You know, Benson Henderson, whenever he came over to the WEC, I remember watching him get to fight Frankie Edgar, and I was like, dude, Frankie Edgar just beat BJ Penn. Twice. I'm like, dude, this guy, who's this guy from this other promotion? Dude? Yeah. I'm like, what? This is, this is a cakewalk, dude. He just beat BJ fucking Penn. And it's like, he comes over and just, you know, out techniques him and then does it again. Benson Henderson to Frank Yeager, that is. And man, just, it just goes to show that the, the level of athletes, they're out there in all, all the federations. It's just, or all the fight companies, you just got to, you just got to look for it. And if you want to look for it, unfortunately, going back to the whole payment thing, it's like, dude, you, it's, it's not easy. It's not like buying NBA league pass, a one payment thing. You're set up for a year. I yeah. wish it was that easy. Yeah. Well, and, and just to kind of segue to a, a slightly different topic, but in the same area is, uh, how hard it is for professional, uh, particularly professional mixed martial arts fighters to really get a name because they they may be some of the best fighters ever, but if they don't have a social mm. media presence, they probably won't get there. Like they they unless unless they just keep winning and winning and winning and winning. Oh my Even God, if they're yeah. a dynamic fighter, guess what? Even if you keep winning, you got to get lucky. And maybe the right person sees you and tells somebody else, and then you see a viral video, and next thing you know, you you mm-hmm. you get a call. 
But like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I talked about this exact same thing on my very first episode of the podcast with, with Dylan, with Dylan Ashburn. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's been a pro fighter for a while and, you know, he's, he's had good fights, but the problem is he's won a few, lost one, won a few, lost one, and he can't get that win streak that really gives him the notoriety, but he's also an exciting fighter. And even when he loses, it's an entertaining fight to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, it's just, there's, there's, it's so hard to, to get noticed. And then you see some of these fucking disgusting performances in the UFC for the undercards. Yeah. You're like, how are these? I and look, I understand that some matchups can be like a weird stalemate, but um, you know, I, I know Dylan and I know that no matter what, he would make it a show, even if he lost. Unless mm-hmm. unless he gets wrestle fucked, but it, it there's nothing he can do about that, right? I mean, I guess he maybe he should have better better takedown defense or maybe he should right. improve in these aspects. But like if you know, if 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 the cards go in his favor, even if he loses, he still looks good because of how he how he entertains the, the audience. But yeah, again, he's you know, he doesn't have Twitter. You know what I mean? Right. Like he has Snapchat, so but he has he has Snapchat. But like nobody gives a fuck about Snapchat anymore. Um, he's got Instagram, but you know, maybe that helps him for the local group. But you know, right. he has not transcended into something that would be larger than a local following. Yeah, I uh, transitioning to a, a different fighter, Leon Edwards. I'm not sure if if uh, you know who he is, but man, he's been um, killing it in the welterweight division. I the, I think he's on a seven or eight fight winning streak which is really crazy for that division. And then not only that, the last guy I lost to was Kamaru Usman. And it was a the Kamaru Usman's toughest fight in the UFC. And this guy, I mean, he, he's finally ranked number two or three in the division now, but he's still not getting a title shot. It's like, they're the, or like Tony Ferguson would be a good example. That guy had to go on like an 11-fight winning streak and still did not get a title shot yeah. in the toughest division in mixed martial arts. Like, I don't... And, and it's all because of what you said. And you know Connor... Connor will, you know, especially if he keeps coming back to martial arts, he, he will probably end up having the most title fights of any fighter potentially because he can just come back at any time and just due to sheer popularity and people wanting to buy his stuff, he can fill right in against any champion 145 to 170. Yeah. So when do you think you personally would feel comfortable going to a live sports event? That that's so that's so hard to say. I I mean, for me, for me, it would probably be a while. I mean, gosh, that that's a tough question. You kind of stumped me on that one. Um, I'm not sure. How, how do you feel about that? I'm not going until there's a, till there's a vaccine, or until we're w- at least an entire year after this. And understanding that that maybe it's not as bad as we thought, or maybe it's it's not, because that's the thing. You know, they talk about viruses mutating, um, and and in the case of the Spanish flu, it mutated and made, and got much worse. But what virologists will say, uh, and and for at least I've read a couple of times, is that that's not always the case. Like it could mutate and just get like way way more chill and not a problem. Right. Like it could mutate not mm-hmm. for the worse, but for the better, and it not affect people anymore. Yeah. At least in, in the severity that it does now. Right. Um, so if that, you know, if, if I go an entire year where we're not worried about this anymore and then you're not seeing anything on the news cycle and we're kind of back to normal for an entire year, then, then yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start going to live shows. But I'm not going until either that happens or there's a vaccine. Yeah, and another thing, too, is that every day we're still learning about this. This is still such a hot, a hot point that everyone is trying to figure out that, there's still tomorrow. I I could 
you know, if I just hear it from the right person at the right time with the right spiel, I could feel completely confident. To Dude, go. it you goes. It, it goes by the day. Like you know, yeah. uh, well, like I was talking about earlier. Um, uh, the we went to that coffee shop, uh, and I was like, I really had a great time being out for the first time in months. But when I came back, you know, I, I, I you know, you guys came to, came hung out for the weekend, and I had like probably the highest amount of anxiety I've felt in a long time in at least a few weeks whenever I came back <laughs> and I thought, man, did I fuck up? Like, did I make a mistake by going out and doing what I just yeah. did? Um, yeah. Was that, was that cool? Like, am I, am I, did I make a mistake by letting, letting two of my friends come visit for the weekend? Right. What, where, where's the line get crossed? And what I'm kind of doing right now with my personal, my personal boundaries is I am limiting myself to 10 people. I've just said I'm going to limit myself to 10 people for at least two more months. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with those 10 people and that's it, which is pretty easy. I mean, it's, you you know, right. I, I 10 people won't be a problem for me. I work from home and my hobbies are mainly from home. Kind of small circle anyway. Small circle. It's not, it's not gonna be a big deal, but man, I don't know when I'll go inside of a dining restaurant. I, I, Maybe if it's outdoor seating, like we, we were going to go to Sawyer's today and I, I contemplated sitting, going in and like maybe sitting mm-hmm. at the outdoor area, but man, I just don't, I just don't think it's a good idea right now. Um, that coffee shop was probably my limit. Um, I don't know if I'll even do it again, at least for the foreseeable future. I might, it was nice, man. I'll admit while I was there, bro, <laughs> I felt fucking great. I was out in the sun. It was overlooking the river. It was, it was, I was talking with my friend. Like it was, it was nice. Yeah. A few moments of peace. Oh, yeah, just out out of the ordinary everyday I've grind ne- that you're in. I've never appreciated it more. Yeah, I, I literally, granted, my my friend Nihar was 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 a little bit probably about an hour into an edible. I I was not, but I still like he he was just we would sit out there and we didn't say a word for like an hour. But just I soaking it in, but just soaking it in. But I fucking loved it. I just yeah. sat out there and I was watching the water and just the boats moving up and down, and it was it was great. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize like how much I really, really missed all of it. Just, just life, society, yeah, being out around people. And I think it's something people take for granted. Something I take for granted. Um, yeah. And and it's something that I think we have as kids. I think we have it as kids where we enjoy the little things. I noticed that like um, last time I did mushrooms, I, I was I was just like playing in the water. We we're by by the by the river again, and um, I had a stick and I was just waving it back and forth. And you would hear this cool noise that the stick would make whenever the the stick would like go whoosh, whoosh, mm. whoosh. It was just like this cool whooshing noise. And I was like, man, this is so cool. And I did it for like 20 minutes. And I thought about it in that moment. And I go, oh, I've done this before as a kid, like it was seven, mm, eight. Mm, mm-hmm. But I haven't done it since then. And I was like, man, this really helps me like channel my inner child. Yeah. And in that moment, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to remember this forever and I'm going to help. I'm going to, I'm going to be. More in the moment, right? Uh, be what's what's the there's a phrase for it being being pr- present, being present, um, and I want to be more present. I want to live in the now a little more than I am now because I'm always thinking about the future and what to do and, and plans and tasks. But I'm also going to enjoy the little things. Yeah, a little more than I did, if not a lot more than I, think I did. Everyone will in their own way. I think everyone, you know that. Everyone is having to do what they don't want to do to a certain extent with all this stuff going on. And yeah. I think that everyone, once they can go back, just 
even a little bit to what kind of the normal is, kind of get some of that normal routine back, I think that they're going to definitely, definitely enjoy it more than they did before it all started. You have much better faith in humanity than I do because I think I will take something from this forever, but I don't think a lot of people will. You don't think so? I think they will for like a month and a half to two months, but we fucking forget. You know what I mean? Like 9-11 yeah. happened and we were super nice to cops for like a year, right? We were super thankful for, for the police force and for firefighters. And then, like, a couple years later, man, all it takes is, like, a new generation that didn't see this to, to, right. to grow up. Like, like you know, maybe they were – I was, like, nine, I think, when it happened, uh, yeah. 9-11. All it takes is someone who was four or five, didn't remember, and then they grow up, and then they, now they're, they're like, communist supporters that, like, their slogan is, like, like uh, fuck, the, fuck the cops. Like, fuck cops or fuck, fuck um, – the, the, the communists have some weird slogan. Maybe not all communists, but there's, like, a slogan that's, like – Either like a, a dead cop's a good cop or like, you know, something weird, some weird yeah. fucked up saying. And it's like, man, like, yeah, some cops suck, but like you're, you'll be happy when they're around when you need them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're, as far as cops go, they're definitely necessary. You could never imagine a, a world or a United States without them. Yeah. And, and I just think I think we'll fucking forget. I think I think I think as a society, most of us are going to forget until it happens again. Uh, whether it be 20 years from now, 100 years from now, I mean, you know, I, I've said this to you eight times, so I apologize for the ninth time to say this. But, like, Spanish flu, 1918. Fucking Spanish flu, dude. Spanish flu. The first round of it, it infected a lot of people. I just watched a video while you, you were taking a nap. I, I was watching this video while I was doing laundry, and, and it, it was talking about the exact same thing. It's like the first iteration of the Spanish flu is like, man, you know, everybody, they did the social distancing thing. Um, people wore masks like they really they, it, in San Francisco, you could not wear a mask or you, you, you had to wear a mask or you would be fined. Mm. And then once the war was over, right when the Spanish flu was starting to dip like it is doing now for COVID, people got excited and they went out to celebrate and there were parade. There was a parade, I believe, in Philadelphia that resulted in 8000 deaths. One parade. In Philadelphia. Killed 8,000 people. Wow. And and I think the problem, I think that, and it's a whole other problem that what we're talking about in forgetting um, and not appreciating life and being in the moment. But I think on top of that, we've, we've forgotten our, our past and we take a lot for granted. Right. And I think with that, history will repeat itself in a sense where we're going to, we're going to forget everything that happened in our past and it may or may not get us killed or it may or may not keep us from living a very, like a happier life than we could have. Yeah. Yeah. And piggybacking on what you were saying about, about people taking it or thinking about it. What am I trying to say? People taking it in more and being more appreciative. I feel like you might, you know, it's one thing for people like us, who who are pretty open with each other to kind of talk about like how you can view the things that you appreciate more. But for a lot of people, they might appreciate things more on the inside, but you may not notice a difference ever. You know, they might still go through their life doing whatever they're doing, but just internally, because of everything that went went wrong, I think that they might, like I said, appreciate it more, but you just might never have an insight into that. I don't know, man. I feel like you can see that in people. Think, think about when you see an elderly elderly person, right? Anytime I see an elderly person, I look at them and I think, I wonder if they're happy. 
I wonder if they've accumulated so much, uh, so much knowledge, and 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 really learned how to just be happy. And I feel like you can see that in some people when you see like an elderly couple walking their dog and they're go- they're just laughing and they're just having mm-hmm. a good time. And you go, that's a good one. That's a good couple. They learned the right things that you should have learned in the amount of years that you've been alive. Right. And then you see that bitter old man that like yells at you because you did something that he didn't like, but it really wasn't a big deal. The get off my lawn. The get off my lawn guy. Yeah. And I think I think he did not learn his lesson and he never will. And he'll die a very bitter man or a bitter person. And I think I think that's a that's the way I see it is I think you can see it in people whether they learn their lessons from the hardships that they faced in their youth or, or just you know living their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also take take for granted how easy our our life was. Yeah, my my grandma. I, I just learned my mom was telling me, that, oh yeah, like my grandma had two siblings that died from the flu. Wow, they they died. Two siblings died from the flu. Um, I don't know exactly when she was born. It could have been the Spanish flu. Uh, I don't know exactly. Um, but for the story, it is for the story, for the story, it is. They both just died from the Spanish flu. Dude, it was horrible. It was second wave. Second wave. Of course. Uh, they were at the Philadelphia parade actually. (laughs) 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 And and they, they, they they died, they died as like, (laughs) they, they died as children, but they, um, they, they died. And I was like, man, that's crazy because, I, you know, I was telling my mom, I was like, man, if it was her instead of one of the other two siblings, we'd be gone. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, we really won the lotto and the kid's dying, huh? Right, Like, right. Like, if, if... We got it pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just little things like that, like, that help you appreciate life will make you a happier person. Mm-hmm. And just understanding, like, the whole... The whole the, the, first of all, the fact that we're right here is fucking insane. The fact right, that we're right. in this in this in this place that yeah, there's a pandemic going on and things are weird, but like we're in the US, we were born to begin with. We were born in this generation. Right. We have the ability and the opportunities to be able to do basically anything we want to do. The fact that we're sitting here with these nice microphones yeah. in my new podcast setup, like this has been years of of of, of culminate culmination. Is that yeah. is that a word? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Years of culmination and in years of years of like saving or, or trying to, attempting to save money, yeah. like cultivating this for so long, right? And then being able to be here and do it, and even if nobody watches it, this has been the 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 fact that I have the ability to do this and it's something I'm passionate about yeah. is fucking awesome because I could totally be somewhere else and not have the ability to do this. Yes, you, you here in this place and time this exact moment, place, and time, you're able to, whether you apply yourself or not, right, truly express your creativity. And other places, that's muted or not even an option. So, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. And, and just to think about, you know, I hate on social media a lot, but just to think about social media, it's overall... I would rather have it than not have it because of how much good it can bring. Yeah. You know, the correct influencer or the, the perfect um, spokesperson for this. And you can have these different people that can really change people's lives that you would have never been able to meet otherwise. Yeah. So I think there's so much good that can, that can come with that and so much good that can come with people expressing their creativity freely through these platforms and getting it out there for everybody else that you're right. It's whenever you look at it, we're so lucky to be in this situation and most people don't don't like 
they don't realize how valuable life is in general. And for those people, it's like they especially don't realize how special this moment is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and again, I, I, I just want to stress that I obviously understand there are people like in this country in, you know, that, that are obviously doing much worse than we are and, and probably don't have the opportunity to even have the basic amenities right now, much less what we're doing and being mm-hmm. able to have luxury items and be able to do things like this. So um, obviously it's not all an even playing field. Uh, we all start somewhere, uh, somewhere different. But, but, but the fact that is the, the fact is we have the ability to move ourselves right. up that bar. And that's one of the most beautiful things fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ability, the ability to move up, move up and and do more with your life you know if you so choose you can you can think back to times where they were assigning people jobs it's not like oh i want to do this dude <laughs> dude okay okay i i learned this and this could be wrong so don't take me like this is totally fact but i i heard that you know like the school the school bells you know mm-hmm, like when mm-hmm. you hear it's like the, the you know the increments of like in between classes you get like right. five minutes and the, the bell rings uh-huh this was created for the sole purpose of conditioning children to understand the bell and, and, and have this process that is very similar to working in a factory. That's not surprising at all. And and, and it's supposed to like condition you to be like, okay, the bell's going, let's go back to work, boys. <laughs> like that's they 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 they, they structured the school to be <laughs> to be just like just like working a factory job, so once you got out of school, straight to the factories for you, kiddos. Right, right. Is it, oh, this feels normal. This feels this feels all right. Yeah. yeah. There's there's also like a really cool YouTube video. Uh, there's a Funchable, actually. Um, and I, I really recommend anybody that listens or you to as well to watch it. Uh, it's called, uh, the, I think one of the titles the one I watched was um, Children... Children in the in the fifties, children in the fifties, talk about their future. Ooh, and it's I like and this. it's this. It, they did this study, and it's these children in like the nineteen fifties that are are educated children. They're smart. They're like in a gifted, talented type of class. Oh yeah. And they're talking about what they're gonna do for the future. And some of them are like, oh, why, well, dude? You know what's crazy? Is they're fucking smart. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. It's it's they're they're when you hear them talk, you're like, man, they're so rational. And and you're like, like you you and I would have could have a great conversation with them if we could go into the few mm-hmm. go into the past and talk to them, and, and they they sounded just like very very introspective, and yeah. and they would kind of argue with each other or debate about certain things, and one of them would be like, well it's it's your duty. Like one of them was like, it's your duty to be like a wife, it's your duty to go mm-hmm. and be a wife, and she goes, <laughs> dude, it was awesome, and she goes, what if I don't want to be a wife? What if I want to have a career? And then have children, and he goes. But it's your duty to, to be a mother, and, and she goes. But what if I what if I want to put my career first and maybe have children later or not have children at all? And, and just and having this debate, an and that was thought. such an outrageous yeah. thought. She was so this woman was so ahead of her time, and she was in high school. She right. was. They weren't even going to college yet. They were talking about applying for college, and then there's this one guy. He's like, he's like, I don't think college is for me. I don't think I'm smart enough. I think I would much rather. Uh, much rather just go and be a farmer, and I think that's something I would enjoy. And I just, you know, the more of a simple life. And mm-hmm. and and the teacher's there. The teacher's smart too. And the teacher goes um, that he talks to the guy that wants to be a farmer, and they're all together in a group. It's not like one on one. And he goes, "Well, that's not true. That you're not smart enough because everyone in this class has is is above average." 
is well above average, and that's the whole reason you're here. Right. Um, so that's definitely not the case of your education. Um, and they kind of talk about how they, they, they were talking about, yeah, I wish school wasn't so expensive. You know, why do they make it so expensive if they don't want us to succeed? And if it's so expensive, we can't even go to college to begin with. You know, so it's like it, it makes people where makes it to where you have to come from a prestigious family to be able to even go to college. Right. And I was like, man, that's such a bright insight from a high schooler in the fucking 50s. What was this called again? This is this is really awesome. It's it's I, I need to I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm sure if you search on you Google or YouTube. Um, uh, children in the 1950s or, or students in the 1950s. Talk about the future or talk about their future. Um, And it's like a black and white clip and you'll see a teacher. They're all at a desk. There's like one black dude and then like a, 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 like two white dudes and then three, three white girls. And, and it was, it was, it was fucking awesome hearing them all, all talk about it. Uh, So I, hopefully that that's enough of of the keywords for you to find it. But I, I highly recommend, and there's multiples of those. Like it's not just the same group. They sit down with a lot of people. I guess they did huge studies for a particular through, through certain school systems um, and just took the, the, I guess the, the more intelligent kids uh, through a test and, and just sat them down and videotaped the conversation because the quality is great. It it was clearly professionally done by like either the government or some sort of uh, uh, medical group. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds super awesome. I'm definitely going to look into that. That, That's like right up my alley. I w- and I wonder. It makes me wonder if they're doing things like that now. I'm sure that I'm sure that they would have to be if they can think of it back then. I'm sure that they might be doing totally. something like that now. So it would be interesting to see if, like, whenever we're older, to be able to look back at this time and be able to see how they would predict it. Yeah. Well, and we get to do that with this podcast. You know what I mean? Like, we get to look back in 30 years at this podcast. Oh, it's going to be odd. And, and it's going to be weird as fuck. And it's going to yeah. be like, well, were we right? Were we wrong? What happened in between then and now? Um, we're, you know. And maybe we even look back and think, God, we were just idiots. We didn't even know what we were talking about. Or we stumbled Most our likely. words. We're so much better at this now. Or Right. It's it's just fucking bizarre. It, it is weird. It's weird. It's weird how the growing process works. Like whenever I um, whenever I think back to my mom and she would always want to take pictures of me or, or want me to, you know, be in pictures. And for some, for some reason, I always disliked that. And... Whenever I look back now, it's just like I definitely see where she was coming from in the sense of like you'll want them later. Yeah, yeah. It's or or like the idea of like writing things down. Um, like if I would have thought in my or if I would have acted on making a journal whenever I first thought about writing out a journal, I would have loved that because the way how different my th- my um my thought patterns have changed since then. It's it's it would be such a contrast of how I'm thinking then. But whenever you're in that current moment, whenever I was back thinking, oh, should I start writing in a journal? I was thinking of the ignorant mind of like, oh, I'm always going to think this way. And maybe you're clouded by your emotions at a certain point. And that's when I really, when I write, I usually, if I write about like my life, it's when I'm really upset about something. Um, I have notebooks. Mm. I have like three notebooks. They're not all full, but like I have a lot of stuff written down from like times of my life where I felt really like so... I felt like I was in such a low place that writing yeah. it down was the only thing that made me not go insane or want yeah. to kill myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I went, I read them, I read part of them like two weeks ago and I was laughing. Yeah. I was laughing. I was like, fucking idiot. Yeah. You're such a dummy reading this. Like you don't even, none of this makes sense. This is all irrational emotions talking right now. You have no fucking uh, idea what you're even talking about. Like the reasons you're upset are so ridiculous. 
Um, and it's it was nice to look back and, and kind of see that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think leaving those those breadcrumbs, you can say, back to back to your old way of thinking is definitely a, a pat on the back that you can have for yourself later if you do so, where it, if you're if you're like me and you kind of get around to it late, you're definitely going to be kicking yourself a little bit like, damn it, dude, I, I definitely would have wanted to know the, my my more of my thought processes back then. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, dude, we've been doing this for like an hour and a half. I kind of have to pee and I'm hungry. All right, let's go get some food. You trying to you trying to go get some food? Let's do it. Let's cool. do it. All right, this is fun. This yeah, is great. Dude, thank you, dude. I appreciate it because I know you really had like a a really um you 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 didn't feel like you'd be comfortable doing this, but but since we're like at the end, do you really do? You, how do you feel about it? Oh, dude, I feel great about it. Do I, you like I, it? I really do. Yeah, it's definitely gonna take me more and more time to get comfortable with it but yeah. it's, it's definitely a thing that i really enjoyed and i knew i would enjoy yeah it's just a thing i had to get around to doing and you feel locked in yeah it's it's definitely different than i expected yeah for, for a lot of reasons and it's a it was a great experience though i had a lot of fun well cool man thank you and, and hopefully we could do more of these because i think you're you're one of my favorite people obviously ever and i think we have great conversations and i hope you eventually will start your own podcast but oh thanks man feelings hope- mutual i appreciate it and and hopefully uh Hopefully more more of these to come. We can look back on these when we're 95 and laugh. Or cry. <laughs> or cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, everybody.